Jordan, it's uh, good to see you again. We are recording today on Tuesday because sometimes real life gets in the way on Mondays, but it is Tuesday, March 16th, 2021. That's still hard for me to say, 21. I forget the 20 a lot. And uh, we're back in the bunker. And how you doing, Bobby? I'm, I've been okay. You know, We've had some decent weather mixed with some snowstorms, as mm-hmm. is tradition here in the Mountain West. Right. But I have a couple observations. I I spend a, I like to spend a lot of time outside, and there are a lot of people outside, and the local parks, you know, playgrounds and parks are packed on these nice sunny days. Uh, the local bike trails are packed with runners and cyclists and moms and strollers and rollerbladers there's a are you seeing any of them wearing masks i'm seeing uh fewer you want to bring that in a little okay here we go i'm seeing uh not not many outside not many outside wearing the mask anymore as there are still a few there's um while they're biking i mean i remember last year it was like last year there were people on the trail wearing masks yeah and i'm seeing less of that at least around here i went and I went to the barber and it was packed. Every chair in the place was packed. There were people coming in trying to get walk-ins. It's a your best bet for this place is to get an a, an appointment. But it was packed and nobody was talking about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past it was basically every chair and every barber was talking about some aspect of the lockdowns, the mm-hmm. closures, the the masks. Now, of course, everybody in there the barbers are still wearing masks because they want to stay in business. And and that's what this is starting to, it's becoming very, very obvious that the, the mask is just a sign of, of complicity with the state. I saw a funny uh, picture at the high school that I spent a lot of time at, and there was an event there at the high school, and the, the, there was a sign that had been taped up on the wall, and these signs were everywhere, and it said, masks required especially for social media selfies <laughs> <laughs> oh there's no sense of no no mention of safety just literally like compliance and groupthink. yeah right vir- just virtue signal that mask oh wow but th- in the barbershop people were talking about summertime and summer plans and vacations and things that that normal people look forward to this time of year in the springtime when the weather starts to turn and the birds start to chirp and the flowers start to bloom. Right. And right on cue, the seasonal illnesses are dying off. Um, and right ha- on they cue, had the, they had to get the vaccine out before the disease di- disappeared entirely. Right. And right on cue, a lot of people, including our local leaders, are, are acting like heroes, conquering heroes, that they've, they've defeated yeah. the virus despite our terrible bad behavior. Yeah, this is one of the huge lies in vaccine um, studies or, or vaccine propaganda, excuse me. The people that study vaccinations will 
show you the charts of the incidences of diseases like measles prior to the vaccine and then prior to the, uh, the 20th century when uh, municipalities basically cleaned up their water supplies and sanitation supplies and got a lot more structured relative to how we handle um, cleanliness right. as, as a group. And, and, and things have changed as a people. We, we have far higher standards of cleanliness. We've got a far, almost everybody has running water. See that running water is a huge deal. If you, don't, if you have standing water or places where disease can accumulate, that, that leads to higher incidences of disease. And so what you'll see is vaccine proponents will take a graph of disease incidents like measles and they'll show you that they'll show you a section of the graph say from like 1960 to 1985 or something they'll show you that the disease goes down after the introduction of the um, of the vaccine chronologically but what they won't show you is the 50 years prior to that when the disease was 10 times worse and had come down massively just because of the the changes to our municipal sanitation habits and and uh structures the the things like the garbage collection and and water distribution so so it's uh among vaccine proponents there's a saying that they've got to get the sorry excuse me among vaccine detractors people who uh, are opposed to the I'm not necessarily opposed, but want to shed light on the subject. That's what's an interesting. Well, is if you're, it's a if subject again, that needs to have, it, it needs to be con conversed about. It needs to be discussed. Yeah, the problem is that if you're if you're interested in discussing the non-orthodoxy of it, if you want to go against the orthodoxy of the vaccine industry, you are going to face vitriolic, systematic character assassination, and no one will talk about the facts. That's that's the biggest. I mean, when you get into the vaccine issue, that's the first glaring thing. It's not whether or not they work or how, whether they're safe and effective or whether they're safe or whether they're effective. It's the fact that really good doctors get uh, character assassinated almost immediately just because they want to talk about the subject or they find information that runs contrary to the, to the orthodoxy. So, but, but the, the saying amongst these vaccine the the term the industry uses is vaccine deniers or anti-vaxxers anti-vaxxers they make it a religious argument they really do they framed it they're the ones that framed well, it in religious terms and that happens with climate it's happening now with just blanket science you're a science denier there there was it's a it's a religion you got to recognize the the red flags that indicate we're discussing religious uh ideas there's a woman that appeared on Chris Cuomo's show. It's amazing that he still has a show. This is the brother of disgraced Governor Andrew Cuomo. Well, he's the disgraced brother, the one that they found out was lying about right. having COVID or the severity of right. his COVID or something like that. The Cuomo like crime family is, they are special. The uh, Cuomo, Cuomo crime family is a crime family. <laughs> well, it, it, and, if and you, wasn't it, their dad the mayor of D.C.? Yeah. Wasn't he Mario I can't remember. Cuomo? He, he was a big, yeah. Yeah, he was a big politician, but you got to remember, uh, Andrew Cuomo, I think, was the pre was the uh, S Secretary of Housing and Urban Development in the '90s. These people are complicit in the secret combination that we described in Chapter Eight or Episode Eight of our podcast series, 
where we do the deep dive on the secret combinations. And Catherine Austin Fitz mentions them specifically in her expose on DylanReedAndCo.com, where she explains where the money's flowing, how how these people enrich themselves on the system, and uh, engage in all the double dealing and conflicts of interest as government creates the regulations and insiders flout the regulations across the board well, in the, various industry after industry as they pump and dump. The Okay, Mar- Mario or Mario Cuomo was the governor of New York. He's the dad of a- Andrew and Chris Cuomo, the and father I, of the crime family. And I, you know, this was this was in the 80s and 90s. I seem to remember he had some some controversy around him. But what I was saying is uh, a woman named Dr. Wen, W-E-N, and we can link to this clip, appeared on Chris Cuomo's CNN propaganda hour and said that... <laughs> his, his propaganda I, hour. I think that's perfect. the official name that's of the official it. Chris name. Cuomo's I, propaganda that. hour. That's the name of the program. She, uh, uh, she and I'm not, sure, I'm not sure who she is, uh, we can do some. Uh, we may, when we link it, maybe we can. W e n. Yeah, um, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But she got on there and she said that the vaccine is our is our ticket back to freedom. Is our we have to get this vaccine? Oh, I think I saw this. Yeah, if, it's, if we're going to live our our normal lives, and even our own uh, propagandists here in Utah, the Utah Coronavirus Response Task Force propaganda peddlers said, and I quote, the vaccine is, quote, how we get our lives back. They're just openly saying, they're just saying it. You want your life back? Get the vaccine. Spencer Cox, our feckless governor, said that the vaccine is the only way to herd immunity. The only way to herd immunity. I can't remember now where we were going with this, but well, what we were what we were talking well, about was well, no, no, ahead. no. Okay, I remember okay, now. Okay. So, this doctor Wen, in a, in in addition to saying that basically we're being held hostage to this vaccine, also s- said that if you see this differently, you are part of the anti-science contingency. And so, again, it's this religious framing. Yeah, for see this the, this these arguments. What what I was getting at is the the. Um, those who want and are willing to shed light on the vaccine issue at great risk to their profession and their personal lives, and these are credentialed medical doctors, okay? And sometimes I've had acquaintances say, well, my, my uh, son or somebody's a medical doctor, and he says these people that you're bringing up aren't virologists. Well, virologists are like the religion professors of the humanities um, the humanities uh, studies uh, colleges. Religion professors are, or are people who've received degrees from schools of divinity. They're widely known amongst history professors as having a significant bias. And whose bias do they pick up? The bias of the divinity school or wherever, they, wherever they've learned their history from. And so virologists are like the, those doctors who've received their... Uh, their degrees from the the pharmaceutical divinity school of medicine, <laughs> meaning they they have an axe to grind. They have a bias. They their whole entire 
existence is based on the idea that viruses are incredibly dangerous and we must vaccinate everyone. And, and all, all the science or all of the studies are done to try and prove the efficacy of drugs and the efficacy of vaccines and why they need to be sold. And so those people who at great personal risk, these, these credential professionals who at great per personal risk come out and try to shed light on the fallacies of the orth orthodoxy, they encounter this vitriolic character assassination in almost every case. And they're chased out of uh, their professions in some cases. Dr. Andrew Wakefield was, uh, for example, he's the guy that started the whole MMR vaccine autism discussion. And the story on that is that he and 13 other gastroenterologists or 12 other gastroenterologists in England had realized that all of their patients that were having stomach problems and d exhibiting this autism thing, they had uh, had adverse or uh, recent reactions relative to the MMR vaccine. Everything starts after the MMR vaccine. And so they wrote a joint paper on it, peer-reviewed, right? 13 people peer-reviewed it. Well, the medical industry was able to get 12 or 11 of them to recant. I think one guy just kind of quietly faded away, but Andrew Wakefield wouldn't recant. And so they systematically destroyed his life. And they, the Health and Human Services over there, or the Ministry of Health, whatever it's called, they revoked his license. So he, he practices over here in the United States because of that. But I remember when they <clears throat> triumphantly announced that he had just made up all of his data. Yeah, and what's, what's interesting is there was a whistleblower in uh, the in the industry, I can't remember which company it was, was or whether it was a government organization that was studying the link between autism and MMR, there was a whistleblower that came out and nobody knows about this because, and I don't know if we can even find it on Google. I've noticed in the last six to eight months, the results have been changing dramatically. They've been really working hard to destroy any, uh, any understanding or any ability to research this our friends, material. Our friends Winston and his colleagues at the... Yeah. Ministry of Information are busy memory holding everything and rewriting our history. Yeah. The, um, you know, a lot of people don't understand that something called VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, actually exists. And it's an official government database of ad what they call adverse events. We would call them... Vaccine injuries. Vaccine injuries. Problems, deaths. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it's huge, and it's a it's 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 awarded quietly awarded billions of dollars to people. Well, that's that's the VARES system isn't isn't the reporting. Uh, there's like a that's the name. That's not the name of the fund, right? The, there's the, also the court, which is yeah, which is uh, connected to to that in a right. So VARES is related to a system where if you have uh, if you're vaccine injured because the government in 1986 and then later uh, in the 90s and in the 2000s, they gave the, the pharmaceutical companies blanket immunity for producing these vaccines. So you can't sue them for defective product. You can't sue them for injury if you get a vaccine because the Congress gave them immunity and they continue to strengthen that immunity. And so they, they simultaneously set up a... Um, uh, an adverse reporting system and a way, a, a secret court. It's a secret court where people can get um, 
compensation. compensated for for their through injuries. tax dollars, and, right? And there's been like four billion dollars paid out. People are right. not aware that there's been four billion dollars paid out, and they're trying to get rid of it. The, the companies are trying to get rid of this. Uh, the the idea, the legal idea, has always been that because the vaccines are voluntary, which you need to you need to recognize that the that's been the legal position always that we can't force people to vaccinate, and they're voluntary, and and to give. In order to give the pharmaceutical companies incentive to produce this uh, type of a product for you, they're they have voluntary. to have this. They've been but, voluntary, but well, they, they've they've gone to great lengths to try and shame people into getting these. Like if they're voluntary, except that without them, there are certain things that you you can't participate in, like public school. Well, you can. You just have to go to the health, county health department, fi- pay some money, fill out the forms, and then be shamed by their nurses. How do I know right. this? <laughs> I know how you know it, and I have some experience with that myself. Um, Pfizer, <clears throat> Pfizer is loving this because they're making billions of dollars off of the COVID vaccine. Yeah, and in this case, is the government paying for all our vaccines, or how how are they being paid for? Yes, it? for the most part. I don't think they. I think, and, and also the tests. The tests are free. I'm air quoting for all of you listeners who don't have our video feed, which, <laughs> which, which is, is all none of you. Of you. <laughs> none of you have our video feed because there isn't one. But um, Pfizer, you know, it's earnings season, right? It's quarter, the quarter's coming to an end. And Pfizer, Pfizer says, quote, increasingly likely that an annual revaccination is going to take place. And we believe that's going to take place for the foreseeable future, most likely a single dose, something that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. We still want to stay ahead of these emerging variants. And so hopefully one of the things you noticed is we announced recently that we will be evaluating a third dose of our vaccine. Pfizer is is just turning this into a, a forever shot. We talked about that last week. And they're making billions of dollars off of this this is this is big big money recall that it was in 2009 or 2010 that and here comes that name again bill gates declared that the next decade was going to be the and i'm waving my arms around like he does (laughs) the decade of the vaccine and he talked about all of his vaccine investments well we've now had that decade and during that decade, we've had an increase in the propaganda. We've had this rise of this anti-vaxxer propaganda and, and a sti- you know, stigmatization. There are people who are getting extremely wealthy off of, off of this stuff. And they, they have no, there is very little risk to them, partly because they aren't held accountable. They can't be held the accountable. The government has made it so they can't be held, held accountable. That was the Reagan administration, by the way, for those keeping score. And the Clinton administration and the Bush administration. Well, and everybody's continued it, right? Yeah. So they can't be held accountable. And now even, we can't even have these uh, 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 a conversation about these medicines and these these drugs without being, without being, uh, demonized. I mean, just look at RFK Jr. in the in the career, in the in the political uh, fallout that he's had to deal with, and right. all he's done is try to tell the truth. He's not an anti-vaxer. He's, he's a truth seeker. He's he's someone who wants the truth out there to again to let people 
make their own decisions. The whole idea, this medical idea of informed consent is disappearing. It's disappearing right in front of our eyes. And that's a dangerous thing because informed consent is how adults make decisions about their health. Have you ever heard the term, get a second opinion? Yeah, that's because one doctor might tell you something that you're not quite sure about. So you go to others to get second opinions or third opinions. Well, clearly the... Clearly, the medical establishment has set up what is nothing less than a high priesthood, um, and that it is a religious issue. It is a theocracy. They essentially, now track with me here, they essentially pre- provide o- preside over your life from birth to death. If you follow all of the medical uh, guidance and whatever, you're going to have, you're going to be born in a hospital, and you'll have doctors fussing over you and sticking you with shots. Uh, I mean, one of the, one of the doctors I heard talk about the, uh, vaccine fallacies, a guy named Stockwell, he pointed out that as an older, uh, man, he had a child or well, actually his wife had the child. And so they had a child and he was, uh, he's a doctor and I think he's, he's a chiropractor. So there, now you're going to have all kinds of people say he's not a real doctor. I think he's got a lot of other, um, I'll have to double check that. I'll make a note here to double check what uh, what degrees Stockwell has. But he was having an argument with the nurse who, whether he's a chiropractor or, a, or an MD or an OD or a DO, excuse me, an OD, <laughs> whatever he is, he is uh, far more schooled than the nurse in there. And she is haranguing him about how his son needs to get the, his brand new son needs to get the hepatitis vaccine. And he's trying to explain to her that he'd rather not. And she's really pressuring him. Oh, you know, and they, the nurses are really well trained to do this. In fact, some, some pediatric offices, uh, in our, some that are run by doctors that live in our neighborhood, uh, will chase you out of their, they won't let you be a patient unless you're vaccinated because they have financial incentives from the drug companies that say, they make more money if they vaccinate a, a certain percentage, like 95 or 100% of their patients. So if you're unvaccinated, they may not want to do business with you. That is an actual fact that I have personally experienced. And that's not just true of vaccines. It's true of all kinds of drugs that doctors are, are basically paid to push. I once went to the, the doctor, a local doctor. I'd had, some, I'd had a kind of a lingering respiratory virus. <laughs> This, it wasn't COVID. It was pre-COVID. And, you know, I, I, I try to be kind of aware of my body. And I could tell something was... was I, I got really sick for like three or four days. And then it lingered. Today, we would call it long COVID. But it just lingered. I was probably at 90-ish percent. So it's like a bad cold. A lingering cold. And I went to the doctor and kind of explained what was going on. And I said, you know, I think that this might have evolved into like a bacterial infection or something bronchitis something like that yeah and and, and i i suggested you know i've tried a bunch of stuff i'm a pretty healthy person can i have some antibiotics he's like "Eh." he's like how about these steroids and which uh, a steroid called uh prednisone oh and i'm like well i I don't think i need that and that has some that drug is powerful and it can have some some side effects it can have some really puffy and it can it can be habit forming and can be a really Mm -hmm. dangerous drug actually I'm like, I don't think so. He's like, well, how about, how about an inhaler, you know, an asthma inhaler with uh, albuterol? I'm like, well, 
I, okay, but I probably why. <laughs> and I left it, and I finally said, "What about something like amoxicillin? You know, just a basic." <laughs> And something cheap. I, 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 I had to cheap, talk doc. him into this. It was so obvious that he was incentivized to prescribe these other things that I didn't think were very relevant. I only filled the, I think I only filled the amoxicillin prescription and that infection was gone in a couple of days. I could, I was feeling much better. So my point is that doctors are becoming salesmen. And now there's good, honest doctors out there, but even good, honest doctors have to earn a living. And they're being incentivized. We've talked about perverse, warped incentives on this podcast before, and the medical industry is full of really warped incentives, and doctors are not immune to that. And we're seeing that plain as day right now with the CARES Act, you recall the CARES Act was money that was, was you know, stimulus money for doctors, offices, hospitals. If you go onto the CARES Act database, and it can be a little bit convoluted, but little teeny family practitioners got a lot of money from CARES. And you can go and look at, at you know, your neighborhood doctors and see how much money they got from the government. And the incentive was to ca- classify everything as covid from, from hospitalizations to deaths to treatments. And then, of course, there's the testing industrial complex that is a multi-billion dollar industry now. All of these things are based on warped incentives. And the basic... Perverse incentives is what you might call those. Right. And the, and the, and the, and the basic takeover of our lives by the medical industrial complex. Right, it's the, the, their high priesthood, their orthodoxy, and if you flout their orthodoxy, like uh, Jack Stockwell, you get in trouble. By the way, Jack Stockwell is a chiropractor. He is, quote-unquote, NUCCA board certified, one of only 27 in the world. Uh, he's a really cool guy. I've heard him speak. He has a radio show. If you want to go to jackstockwell.com, you can find out all, all about his um practice and check out his radio show where he talks about, quote unquote, some of the most forbidden health topics nobody dares to discuss. And so that's why I remember him speaking about certain topics and uh, vaccines came up. And I, to finish the story there, it's, it's even worse than just the doctor trying to push prednisone on you because this, this nurse kept, kept bothering him that he needs to get his son vaccinated. And the, the hepatitis, uh, I think it was the is it the Hep B or the Hep C shot? I can't Hep A. I I don't know. They probably got a shot for all of them. The uh, whatever the vaccine is that they give kept coming up, and he finally says to the nurse, this young girl or whoever, "Look, my son. Number one, he's not an intravenous drug user, and num- this is a ba- we're talking about a baby, right? Oh yeah, th- that that <laughs> vaccine is is something that they try to to they put, try to give, give it to, to you when you're a kid, like." like, like we're Literally, talking like a few minutes old. Yeah, we're talking about kids that are a few minutes old. And the way that you get this hepatitis is by intravenous drugs or having multiple sexual partners. And so he says to the girl, he's not an intravenous drug user and he's not sexually active. So I think we'll pass. And she just stares at him blankly like, what in the world are you talking about? The man knows way more about it. And so there he's making an informed decision and he has to... He has to uh, 
defend that decision with somebody that's just a, essentially a stooge or a, a, a deacon or a, what we call them, the, 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 the ladies uh, Christian society organizer for your local uh, priestesshood tra- trying to enforce the orthodoxy upon him, and he, and he has to stand his ground, and he has the credentials to, to be able to do, do so confidently. But most women, most poor women and, and young parents don't. We didn't. We didn't understand it. We, we vaccinated our kids uh, right up until we stopped because we realized they're not necessarily effective. And the question about their safety is a real question. So if we don't need to, if, if the society has reached herd immunity in most cases, and as Stockwell informed us in the presentation I listened to, which was not the only presentation I've listened to on vaccines, by the way, I've done a heck of a lot of research Okay, you're not um, supposed to research. You're not supposed that. to research this stuff. Chris Cuomo said that the media is the only people allowed to the do priesthood. That. The orthodoxy tell us what to think. The orthodoxy tells us what to think, and if you go against it, you get excommunicated. He, but but I'm telling you, he said he explained like what is the downside of getting measles, especially today when we have this great medical care. The downside of measles is the same as chickenpox. You're down for a week or two. You isolate. And you're back up. They're called childhood illnesses for a reason because most people got them, and there was a low, there was a generally low death rate associated with them. Anyway. Chickenpox is an interesting case because when when we were kids, I've had it. Me too. When we were kids, uh, chickenpox parties were a thing. Because yeah. everybody knows you don't die from chickenpox. The neighbor mom would say, "Oh, little Johnny's got chickenpox," and other neighbors would say, "Oh, I'm sending Tommy and and Rachel over," and I, I'm making these names up. Oh, really? <laughs> and they would go and, and shake hands with little sick Johnny or whatever and hang out with him and get chicken pox. Why? Because once you got it, you're, you were immune forever, and, it, and was, it was much worse to get it as an adult. It's, better, it's easier to deal with it when you're a child. It's just less severe. Kids I remember are super sitting resilient. On the, I remember sitting on the couch, me and my sister both had it, and eating uh, Jello pudding pops. <laughs> and... We were fine. This is what makes it so absurd that we're making our little kids wear masks at school now, over the common cold. Now chickenpox has a vaccine, and people say we've eradicated chickenpox. Well, but chickenpox wasn't something that no necessarily but is, needed to be eradicated. But see, this is what I was getting to. All these people that get character assassinated. One of the most uh, relevant things that they bring up is that these vaccines are all foisted upon the public and marketed right at the end of the disease's cycle in the right. modern world. Right. And so they're rushing the vaccines to market. They have to rush the vaccines to market before the disease completely goes away due to our modern sanitation practices. And that's almost universal among these very well-credentialed, very experienced doctors or chiropractors. If Some of them are chiropractors. Oh, la la. Andrew Wakefield is an, a legitimate MD gastroenterologist, okay? These guys explain that they rush them to market before the vaccine disappears. And that is exactly... The disease disappears. Or sorry, before the disease disappears. And that is exactly 100% what happened with coronavirus is that they've rushed this vaccine to market and they had to because... And, and they, they literally, you, they, we could make the argument that the lockdowns were necessary to delay the onset of the vaccine to the, to the last fall and winter meaning well, the I, end of 2020, I think so that they could get the vaccine to market and scare the hell out of everybody. I think that they had what they're calling vaccine. I think Pfizer and these other companies had this in their pockets last year, like a year ago. 
and they held on to it till it was advantageous for them. They announced this. They announced that the vaccine was quote ready. The I think the Monday or Wednesday after the election, like a w- within a week after the presidential election, they started announcing this. When 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 it was when they had decided Biden was going to win, they started talking about the vaccine. They did this. I it was it was so blatantly political, and you'll recall that. There was a Pfizer executive who has some local ties here, local religious and cultural ties here to Utah, who gave an interview with a local LDS magazine in probably May or June of 2020. And he, he's a Pfizer VP. He said, we'll have the vaccine ready in November. And then he went on to talk about how it was, you know, this divine godsend and he kind of mixed his professional and religious life in a in a in a way that I think was borderline priestcraft but that's beside the point the point is he was already saying in the springtime when this was all new we'll have the vaccine in November and then that article was quietly deleted right but the internet is forever for now and it was archived and screenshotted. And it was, I remember you you saying, this is very curious. Why is he pinpointing November? Well, because that's when Pfizer ended up announcing They this. had the vaccine? I think they had this. I don't think that they were, I don't think that there were a whole bunch of extremely smart people working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to create this thing from March to November. I think they already had it 90% done. This This mRNA research and technology is not it's not super new they've been doing this for a while but it's new to the public and of course they're even saying that this is a large vaccine trial this is a this is an experimentation on the public they're saying that yeah when you take it do you i bet you have to sign something or acknowledge that you're taking an experimental vaccine i've heard that well the only approvals the only approvals these have, and, and I, again, the FDA approvals are, are worth 14 shroot bucks, but... 14. Right, which is the same it's as... a lot of Stanley it's Nichols. the same as... <laughs> you could be a Stanley Nickel billionaire. But there are no FDA approvals. Now, I once saw a comic that said showed a pill bottle and it said, Warning, FDA-approved drugs contained inside (laughs) Um, but these vaccines don't have any of that formal approvals they're all they have an emergency authorization emergency use authorization and who knows how long you know i don't know if there's a uh, a time period that right this is like an emergency order that a governor might yeah, it's a strange issue i don't know if there's a time limit on an eua no but see it's a strange cognitive dissonance because if it's an emergency thing and you choose not to get it, why would you have to have it to travel? If you're going to force people to get an emergency authorized thing that might be dangerous, that doesn't make sense. That well, doesn't what? make sense that industry should be allowed if, if the government's going to allow everything now. Right. You know, because the libertarians would say, well, the industry can do whatever they want. No, they've been screwing us over from the backside for a long and time. This isn't this isn't. Pfizer, a private company who has developed a product and is encouraging it's in league people with to the U.S. Get. government. It's the U.S. government. It's local governments. 
it's a giant propaganda campaign to force you. They don't say that. They say we're not forcing you, but we'll hold these other things hostage. And if you don't, we're trying to. Take They're it. trying to put that into the public mind. But another question is, what is the emergency? I know. What it? What is the emergency? It's it's. You might you have a a ninety nine point nine nine seven percent chance of survival. So you better get this vaccine. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I framed that wrong. You might die a horrible death hooked up to a ventilator in New York in a nursing home. That is the problem, Bobby. <laughs> well, Joe Biden, right after his selection election, said that we were, this was in you know November, he said, we're heading into a dark winter. And that term is kind of loaded for conspiracy-minded people. And I don't know that we necessarily need to go into that today, but the winter didn't get dark. He was wrong. Not you know from a from a COVID perspective, cases peaked pretty much all over North America right around the turn of the year. Well, they there was a big spike in April, and then they right they in some places they approached that spike in other parts of the country. In some in places, December. there was that spring spike, which yeah. I think... Which is like a New York... I, I honestly Jersey, think Italy. it was just part of the 2019-2020 seasonal illness. We started testing for this particular thing. Well, there were deaths. There were there, like a spike in deaths is what I'm thinking. Because the case... In the certain case areas, de- yeah. The case-demic is an entirely different thing. The case-demic had to do with how many people were but testing. Places but places like deaths... Our home state of Utah and other intermountain states... Yeah, we had no deaths until the, the We had no spike fall. in the spring. Yeah. And then we had the seasonal curve. And I would bet if you looked at previous year ILIs, influenza-like illness curves, it would look really similar. But this dark winter never came. And now we are leaving the darkness of winter and approaching the spring, the light. We are leaving darkness and coming into the light of spring. And that's something that happens every year with the seasons. Mm -hmm. And we both agree that the seasons are extremely symbolic. They're divinely designed. This whole cycle of life and cycle of seasons is, is part of the divine design of our planet and our cosmos. And it's interesting to me that what we've been, the messaging over the last year, not just with coronavirus, but with our humanity and our divinity and our divine nature, our, our purpose our, has, has gone against all of that. You think about one of the greatest miracles of the human body is the immune system and the way that it works and the way that it's strengthened through exposure and through it's an intelligent system. It learns, and it, it can learn to recognize different pathogens and viruses. And, and the way it does that is exposure. It's why kids, we encourage kids to be with other kids. We, we encourage them to play in the dirt and to, because their immune systems are learning and growing and developing you know, and, and one small correction, Spencer Cox didn't say the vaccine was the only way to get herd immunity, <clears throat> herd immunity and back to normal. He said, and this is a direct quote from his Twitter account, getting vaccinated is the best thing you can do to help us get back to normal. 
which I think is worse saying it's the best thing. Because again, the best thing you could do to get back to nor- normal is to just, just go out and do your thing just and be tell, normal and, and, and point out to everyone that brings it up the absurdity of the situation here. For a 99.997% survivable for kids, 99.99% sur- survivable for people under like the age of 40 or 50. I mean, this is a seasonal illness very clearly. And, and, and when they talk about the 500,000 deaths or whatever they want to talk about where they're holding their vigils, remember, this would not have killed this. We would not have lost that many people if the state had not responded. If we had not done all the fear, lockdown, delaying medical pr- uh, pr- uh, essential medical procedures for people who have comorbidities, I mean, half of the deaths at a minimum need to be laid at the feet of the state because only le- less than half of them, well, as you know, the CDC produced numbers and said only 6% of the deaths actually were COVID only. And then about uh, just under half of those had flu and pneumonia associated with them. So we're talking about people that died with the coronavirus, which is the second most common cause of the common cold this year are being counted as part of this massive catastrophe. And half of those are due to the policy response. And they need to be attributed to people like Spencer Cox, like Angela Dunn, like Dr. Fauci, like uh, all the statists running around right now talking about the dark winter. They are complicit in a massive lie, a massive is, lie. And the, a huge the number lie. of deaths that are going to occur because of the ripples running through the economy based on everything that's been disrupted are going to be huge. This is a huge holocaust that needs to be laid directly at the feet of the state. Oh, he's pounding the, pounded the table. Listen to this sentence one more time. Listen to what, you know, Utahns, your supposedly liberty-minded governor is saying. Getting vaccinated is the best thing you can do to help us get back to normal. If that isn't straight out of Orwell or Hunger Games or pick your favorite dystopian future story, then nothing is. Getting a taking a taking an experimental drug from a, from several different pharmaceutical companies, all of which have sketchy, unethical pasts. Mm-hmm. and skeletons not even in their closet, but hanging proudly from their rafters in their display cases, taking a drug from one of these companies is your ticket back to being able to hug your grandmother and your mother. The CDC is saying that vaccinated people can hang out with other vaccinated people. It's a huge how, ab- abrogation of logic. How is, how is Vaccines this? are supposed to protect you. They're even if telling, they're effective... <laughs> right. And they're even telling, well, that's another sneaky little lie about this vaccine is it's not a vaccine in the traditional sense. It doesn't prevent transmission. In fact, in the I, I, there's a doctor on Twitter. I don't remember his name, but he has multiple instances of, quote, vaccinated people testing PCR positive after vaccinations. There was a random commenter in a in a thread from the Utah propagandists who said, I had the first dose, then I tested positive. I can't wait to get my second dose. That's the level of absolute brainwashing going on in this, in in our community. It's worse than that. Let me, let me roll the clock back to 2019. 
<clears throat> and and this has been steadily they've been trying to steadily change the the logic for about 10 years but still i think it can vaccines about about vaccines yeah in 2019 the idea was if you are vaccinated you are protected right that's why you get that's why you get the that thing. means people that don't have the vaccine can't hurt you that means that even if they're sick and coughing all over you are that's the whole premise behind a vaccine if it doesn't protect you if you can't stand in a shower of coronaviruses and come away unscathed, then your vaccine is worthless. I tried that actually. A shower of coronavirus. Because I wanted, because I, I wanted to get the coronavirus so I could wear the yellow survivor's ribbon, mm-hmm. and I, I, I didn't get it. Were you just eating healthy or something? I don't know. Maybe you're too young. Maybe. Maybe you just didn't. Maybe your mind. <laughs> Because you you weren't buying into the fear, maybe your body didn't respond. There's like probably a spiritual element to this too. Like the fear makes people more susceptible, well, like hypochondria. I've, oh, I've got it. I've, I've got it. I've certainly said this before. I'll probably say it more and more. Tw- Twitter is a terrible sample size, a, a terrible representation of humanity. Echo chamber. But there are people on there, if they are real people, who are utterly lost. Mentally, spiritually, they're just broken. Like this fellow that says that he he got the first dose. And by the way, when Spencer Cox and others brag about how many doses of the vaccine, it's mostly the first dose, which is, according to the the high priests of science, is does not make it does not make you immune to anything. You need two or three or seven doses. Thirteen. But he got this. Then he still was PCR positive. He doesn't mention if, well, he just says he got COVID. So I assume that's for PCR positive. He doesn't mention any presence of symptoms. But at that point, don't you say, wait a minute. I have this vaccine in my body and I'm still getting, I'm still getting COVID. That should be a, a reason for at least pause and say, what's going on here? Well, if you have it, why do you need the second dose? But, well, but that's the other thing is then he then he he assume I assume he's recovered since he's talking on Twitter. He's saying, I, I got to get my second dose. No, you don't. You had the disease. Right. You are now immune. That's the other point is that people who have had the disease should not have to get the vaccine because the vaccine is a, a weak insufficient approximation for actually having the disease. Well, not but they're literally case. running around telling people that they need to get vaccinated if they've had COVID. But there's a there's a there's a really I'm interesting there's a really interesting Can you hear me in the other mic? Because I'm yelling. Yeah, that's right. I, I okay, can fix you can that. cut that out. There's a really interesting <clears throat> phenomenon, I guess you could call it, emerging in in this vaccine, these these studies, uh, trials which were pretty limited to begin with. They keep in mind, at least with Pfizer, their clinical trials, which were very short, you know, short time frames, basically only tested this on younger, healthy people. I think they, what they did was they tested the marketing. If I say right. safe and effective, will ninety six percent of you believe that what it's they safe didn't and effective? Do, well, that's definitely that that phrase is everywhere associated with this and it's obvious that it's it's if it wasn't centrally planned and uh, distributed it's been picked up on by everybody and you know every like like i have a friend post i hope i hope you're listening friend what what should we call you uh let's call you gronk 
let's pick a name from the past, like the caveman era. Um, <laughs> no, he, this is a really smart friend of mine. He deserves a better name. I've got to think of a really good name for him, but he, uh, pointed out to me, he's like, I was at, uh, Sam's club the other day. And I literally thought I was in an or a, like a post-apocalyptic movie or something because the, over the loudspeaker in the store, they kept blurring the propaganda. It was like, get your vaccines. Vaccines right. are safe and effective. Continue, like, continue moving down the cattle chutes and get your vaccine. Come over here and get your vaccine. We have vaccines. Vaccines are remember, safe and effective. And I, I can't remember how he put it. I, I probably ought to read his quote. He I said went it was to, really odd. I went to Walmart last year in the early days of, of the, quote, lockdowns when we could go to Walmart. And uh, this was even before all the mask propaganda. But Walmart was really early, a really early adopter to all the propaganda. They have stuff all over their stores, you know, the magic dots on the floor. And over the sound system there, they were saying, stay home, stay safe, stay six feet apart. Please maintain social distancing at all times. Keep your hands and feet and face behind the mask. It was really, it was the same kind of feeling. I remember, and this was, again, very early on. There was also, I think that same day, I found on the bookshelf in Walmart a coronavirus for dummies that was written by a bunch of people at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And I picked up the book and I just thought, where did... Where did this come from? Because we were three, four weeks into the two weeks to slow the spread. Mm -hmm. By the way, we're now 52 weeks into slow right. the spread. But right. I thought that this, is, this was produced really quickly and, and distributed. And this is from the people in Wuhan, where it's, at the time there was a lot of controversy about, about that lab. Now it's been memory hold and everyone just, no one even cares where this thing might have come from or if it had interesting or uh, nefarious or uh, criminal origins. But yeah, the, the propaganda coming over the loudspeakers was really disturbing. And before we move on, before you read your quote from Gronk, it's, uh, let's well, call read, him. Read, let's call him Edmund. In, read in, Edmund. Let's, let's call him Edmund in, in uh, honor of Edmund Devere. Okay. This guy's a good writer. Okay. So yeah, we got, we got to move on. We're, we're getting to the end of our initial tangent here. I think we're going to change the subject. Well, I need to. I need to. I need to put a bow on one tangent. Okay. With these these trials, the trials were done on young people, right? Young yeah. healthy people. They were not done on people who had already had the virus and had the antibodies. And there is there is an emerging trend of people who have had and recovered from SARS-CoV-2, who are getting the vaccine for some reason and having really bad side effects. And there's this idea that maybe the this vaccine, which isn't a vaccine, but which... It's an mRNA. Which um, is a gene therapy. Gene, gene therapy, gene editing, is, potentially. Is having some... They don't want you to say gene editing, but if it's gene therapy... Right. Well, the, the guys even called it hacking the human body. Right. But, they, but then if you bring up the CRISPR-Cas9 stuff, they'll say, oh, that's... Don't look over here. Look... Look away. But, but what's starting to emerge is that there's some really bad effects on the human immune system for people who have antibodies and then who are me taking this medicine that and it's trying to reprogram their MR mRNA when their immune systems already did that. 
it's using mRNA, messenger RNA, to reprogram them. It's right. Essentially, what it does is the mRNA vaccine is different than a regular vaccine. It's not, it's not a vaccine. A vaccine like the Johnson & Johnson vaccine uses, I think it's called an adenovirus or something. Uh, and it builds a protein. It, 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 they, they put a, inside of, a, of this uh, virus that they inject into the human body. This virus cannot reproduce in the human body, the adenovirus. But then the virus carries the coronavirus spike protein. That's the spike on the, on the outside of the virus, which makes it look like a, a crown or a corona. And um, so it's t the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a technical vaccine because you inject that, and then your body sees the spike protein and says, oh, watch out for this, it's dangerous. But that, that, that adenovirus can't, um, and I think I'm saying that wrong, forgive me, but that particular virus does not replicate in humans. The thing with the mRNA mechanism is that it uses messenger RNA to get your body to produce the protein spike, the spike protein. And so it turns your body into like a little factory. And they call that a Trojan horse mechanism because then your body's producing the, the protein and your, your immune system starts running wild. And it doesn't know what to do. So it creates a great potential for uh, two different things. Autoimmune disease, which means your body starts to attack itself. And then more significantly, it might cause you to have what we call a cytokine storm the next time you see that spike protein, which means you're, because what it does is it turns off certain macrophages. You have these, um, I guess I'm going to have to post again the link to how the, how the immune system works, but your, your um, body produces uh, an inflammatory response, which is what the cytokine storm is. Uh, which is where you you puff up and you you get all kinds of mucus and a lot of action in your body trying to get rid of the virus and then the there that's the first type of macrophage that comes in and then the second one comes in and it cleans up and so the uh, the mRNA mechanism has the potential to destroy the second type of macrophage so that you don't get a cleanup mechanism and all you've got is the reaction so you die based on your immune system overreacting and that's what they call a cytokine storm well we're we're in this weird place and it's a culmination of a, a long time you know decades of of propaganda and money making we're in this spot where where when you go to Sam's Club, this is the quote from okay. Edmund here. Every few minutes, an announcement would repeat over the loudspeaker, reminding patrons to remember <laughs> that hand washing and vaccinations keep them safe. The voice was very reminiscent of what I've seen in dystopian films like Big Brother in 1984. I've never experienced anything quite like it. As if having my shopping cart and receipt checked isn't insulting enough <laughs> right thank you costco and sam's club for looking at my receipt yeah well we're in this weird place where well here's here's the bottom line with this is that there are corrupt companies with a long history of unethical incidences let's just call them that who are becoming extremely wealthy from all of this and let's go back 12 months think about your local director of the department of health if you don't know that person's name you probably should because they're the ones who are running your state right now but has there been any incident 
has there been any occurrence of a state epidemiologist like our own Angela Dunn or a national figure like the nation's leading infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Did I do that right? I haven't been listening to the for some reason the legacy news outlet. For some reason, it's the style guide for everybody. They can't mention him without saying the nation's leading infectious disease and expert. He's not. Like if you get somebody who's got an opposing opinion, it's like a skeptical doctor. Well, his or history. Uh, he, he made a his, man off the street. He made his name. He made his name in the eighties with AIDS and HIV, and was very controversial then. And that's where the Judy Mikovich uh, or Mikovits um, pandemic. Like, right video comes in but has has fauci or dr burks who quietly resigned in disgrace after being exposed as a hypocrite has your local state epidemiologist has your governor has any prominent twitter clout chasing md has have any of these people who are profiting from this ever gotten up in public and said we want you to be healthy. The best way you can be healthy, Spencer Cox, is to get good rest and to eat fresh fruits and vegetables and to exercise daily and to be with people and to socialize and to sleep at night and to... To not worry, not create stress in your body. Don't, right. don't succumb it's to fear. The pre-2020 logic and the pre-2020 science said that undue stress and lots of non-pharmaceutical interventions like lockdowns and masking contribute to making pandemics worse because they stress people out and they make people worry. So the answer is none that I know of. None of these people have encouraged traditional health prevention mechanisms. None of them. if If all things were equal, if like there wasn't some sort of a massive conspiracy criminal syndicate going on, which there clearly is, this has all the hallmarks of a criminal operation and 10 times more. If, if that weren't the case and we were just barely figuring out that from the empirical data, we had made a mistake, you would see some courageous, you know, cause it, there's a lot of group think going on here, but you'd see some courageous group of, of doctors or you'd see some statesman come out and say, folks, and they'd ha- they would only be able to do this if they knew that they weren't going to get character assassinated in the media. But they would come out and they'd be like, hey, there's a 99.99% survival rate. It's not as bad as we thought. We overestimated. We, we made a lot of mistakes and we need to open up. Oh, wait a minute. That's happening. But those people are getting character assassinated right. by the media and no one will point out their credentials. They just beat the straw man arguments that they they pick up or, and 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 engage in ad hominem attacks. I mean, it's... Well, from the very beginning of all of this, so a year ago, the messaging was stay afraid, stay in your home, and wait for the vaccine. You remember, it was 12 to 18 months. We'll have a vaccine in 12 to 18 months. We just need to... You just need to put your entire life on hold for 12 to 18 months and wait for the vaccine. From the very start, this was always about a vaccine, among other things. But the vaccine and all of the money involved with that was always, always part of the end game. Bill Gates initiated his decade of vaccines, and it must have not been going very well. 
well, I know it wasn't going very well because he has a lot of controversy. If you just peel that, you don't even have to peel the layer back. It's see-through. Yeah, I'll post up a link to an article about how they've been kicked out of Kenya, about out of India, and other places for sterilizing and paralyzing kids with their vaccine programs. But that will be from a discredited source, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Children Defense Organization. Well, it's also, I mean, the health officials in these different countries have, have been outspoken on that. But the bottom line is that we are being used, we're being used to make people who lord over us very, very wealthy and very, very powerful. And we need to stop giving them that power. We need to stop listening to Fauci. That's a start. He's a stooge. He's, he's just a spokesman. Well, we need to stop listening to the news because they're clearly the boy who right. cried wolf and they're clearly engaging in a bunch of lies and false propaganda. It's worse than lies. They show you a picture of what is supposedly occurring, say like the January 6th riot at the Capitol or, or mass protest with uh, agent provocateurs, whatever you want to call it. They show you that and then they tell you what to think. They show you two skyscrapers falling down and they tell you who did it within minutes and, and they forget, they neglect to tell you there was a third skyscraper that was demolished that day. I mean, they, that's the, that's the thing. It's worse than a lie because you are told what you're shown a picture and you're told what the picture means. And then you become complicit in the lie as you spread the news telling people you think you know what happened because you quote saw something. Remember what we were told about January 6th, that it was a right wing militia type insurrection that word an insurrection against our democracy it's been it's been about eight weeks since then eight to ten weeks since then it was january 6th today's march 16th we should have seen a whole bunch of follow-up incidences right we also should have seen a massive surge in covid from the million people that were coalescing without masks but that's a different story we did we did (laughs) We saw a 90% drop in cases. Okay. And if that's not a surge, I don't know what oh, okay, is. Okay, good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Walter Cronkite. The nation's leading infectious disease expert told me that a 90% drop in cases is actually a very, very bad dis- sign. Disturbing <laughs> development. Yeah, for him, because he hasn't yeah. got his book deal yet. Yeah. But shouldn't we have seen some some extremists in somewhere. Well, they keep warning about that. And Kidnapping they keep, they keep Gretchen the, Whitmer or something again. They keep, uh, they keep warning about it and they've got the barbed wire up. And so of course that is all a uh, national dog and pony show to scare the heck out the of national the guard is still guarding the Capitol. They're building a permanent fence now, or at least there's talk of a permanent fence around the Capitol. You I'm look at the, head. you look at the pictures, you look at the pictures, you see armed men guarding a Capitol building. It looks like something out of, uh, out of hunger games, hunger games or uh, the, the purge. It's in fact, there was speaking of like loudspeakers. Did you see the video of this was right after January 6th. There was a video of a, of a, Oh, the curfew video, the curfew video, uh, you know, loudspeaker on a, on a Hummer type vehicle. I think violators will be shot. Yeah. The curfew is now in effect back off go to your homes curfew is now in effect it was i couldn't believe it was real i could not believe that that wasn't from a movie a movie or a tv show well our our five minute intro rant just went on for 60 minutes that was a vaccine rant well you know do you have any more bow ties to add because uh i'd like to say something 
No, only that, you know, what I was getting at earlier with the people at the barbershop and in the parks is that. <laughs> now we're back to the beginning. People are over this. People in general are over this. The, the, the talk of the town is not, are you afraid of the virus? It's not even, are you going to get the vaccine? It's, what are you guys going to do this summer? Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, people, people I think, are putting this behind him. And when I do hear talk of COVID, it's, it's oh, I'm so tired of this. And the, I hope the, that people will do that. I hope that people will tell each other, look, vaccine, no vaccine, doesn't matter. Stop it. Stop talking about it. Stop right. it. Stop it. Stop it. And, and the, the, the masks, the masks are being propped up by corporations who are who multinational are corporations, pushing the ones this that run the government onto their employees, you know, like at Walmart and their customers. And, and, and so, but the general consensus among the rank and file is we have to wear them or else we get fired yeah. or fined. Okay. That's, that's not evidence of an emergency. And it's of course not evidence that these things do anything to help with that supposed emergency. Right. When you're seeing signs in a crowded high school that says, make sure your selfies, make sure you're wearing a mask in your selfies, you know that something is wrong. It's not about the virus. It's about propaganda. The city of, uh, the city of Saratoga Springs. Now I'm ranting again. Okay. The city of Let's Saratoga Springs, which is a, is a town here in Utah, is having a mask decorating contest where you can win a gift card for the best decorated mask. Stop we, it! We have... <laughs> We have not only jumped the shark, we've gone back and we've taken the shark and we've we're throttled jumping the shark. We throttled the shark to, to death. And now we're jumping up and down and over and over of its dead body. There is nothing left to do here, guys. This is over. You need to start acting like it's over. It is over. Okay. I, my, and so is my rant. Okay. Well, to sum up. The coronavirus episode was essentially the rebranding of, of, of the common cold using a fairly severe, out of the ordinary, above average severity cold that we get once every couple of decades. It was the shock and awe of the Great Reset. So that, yeah, so we, we rebranded the common cold so that we could wreck our society dramatically. My watch is telling me to breathe. <laughs> is that your apple watch yeah. and and the the, the uh, continuing the rant okay so while bobby uh takes a breath should i call in a medical professional <laughs> okay so so while uh while he calms his blood pressure down so we've experienced the rebranding of the common cold based on the nefarious goals and objectives of a of a secret combination a criminal syndicate uh a, a nefarious degenerate Dis detestable group of people that want to assert greater control over us and continue to milk us for our energy and our lives and our, our life force and our money and whatever. It's not just the money. It's about control. It's about getting people to do what they want. That gives them a lot of energy. So that's what's been going on for the last year. And part of the society has gone along with it and part of it hasn't. And now based on all the empirical data that we have, we can see for sure 100% that we've been duped and that uh, whether you think vaccines are safe and effective or not, it's, they're clearly not necessary for something that has a 99.99% survival rate. And we've identified a lot of propaganda. We've identified who's on which side of this. It's clear the corporate legacy media outlets are involved in uh, and are complicit in a massive lie, worse than a lie. They, they're they're uh, 
their information influencing operations are in full swing. And that was the, the genesis of this podcast was to help people recognize that the, uh, the jig is up and the media is lying to you and that we need to get the word out and, and think critically and take back our minds. You know, we got to either spread the, the good mind virus or, and kill the bad mind virus or, you know, what, get healthy, whatever we need to, we need to purify our minds, repent, change our minds and, and come out of the false reality, at least this, this really base level of false reality that they're, fa- that they're foisting upon us and begin to, again, search for truth and live our lives um, so that we can, uh, you know, be well so that we can, we can be happy and that we can be independent and act for ourselves rather than be acted upon. So that, that's what's going on here. We hope that, uh, I hope at some point we stop talking about coronavirus. <laughs> I, I don't know if we can because the absurdity continues to well, grow. It, the interesting thing is nobody's talking about the actual virus other than maybe like, oh yeah, I lost my sense of smell. No one's talking about the actual virus because it's just a cold. And what everyone's talking about are the masks and the lockdowns and the school closures and the business limitations and the mass testing. That's what people are talking about. And those are all the things that have negative side effects on people's well-being without any, there's no upside. There's no upside to any of these lockdowns and closures. No, in fact, there's a huge downside to it. We've destroyed, we've Massive wrecked downside. our society. We've Nothing wrecked the economy. Nothing but downside. And, and, the, and the media has exposed itself. At, they're in a position now where they, they've lied so much. Well, I'm talking about the legacy uh, corporate outlets. They're not the media. They're actually the false media. And they've exposed themselves as charlatans. And they've lied so much and lost so much credibility. They're complaining literally that YouTubers have more audience than them. And why wouldn't the YouTubers have more audience than them? They're more interesting. They're more real. They, they tell more truth. And so the next step is, uh, is a Mao Zedong, Joseph Stalin style cleansing where you just literally have to kill people that don't agree with you because you have engaged in such a massive lie. Right, we're in lie. the cultural cleansing now. Yeah. Uh, if, legacy, they can't, if they can't le- virtually cancel the people, legacy, they're going to have to kill them. The legacy media is coming after Substack, which is a, a place for independent journalists w- to have a voice. You know, Glenn Greenwald founded The Intercept, and then they ran him out. They yeah. ran their founder out, and he has a Substack, and he's, he's spoken a lot about this phenomenon. I saw a funny thing that said, uh, one of the reasons I like Utah, uh, YouTube one of the reasons I like, I like Utah too, right? Well, actually, I'm kind of. <laughs> I don't. I like I, the. I like the scenery. The state government. A lot is of the a people. Bunch the state government's gone wacko. I don't. At least the administrate the executive branch. There's there's like a there's a strange dynamic here. Anyway, that's some a different. Okay, legislators. That's a different but subject. The, it said one of the reasons I like YouTube is because I can't find a Russian guy with a channel about Puma shoes. On, re- on cable TV. <laughs> and it's like, you could find everything on YouTube. And YouTube has some serious problems. Again, because it's a an, it's owned and operated by Google. But YouTube, you can learn, you can get a college-level education from YouTube. From YouTubers, I should say. From yeah, other people. You really can. And it's, you know... You just can't get the credentials. Well, your hey, credentials there's a, on there's YouTube. There's a business idea. You can get the check mark on YouTube. Let us. That's all we, you need nowadays. Since we're not making any money on this podcast, Bobby, we should start. Wait, uh, we're, we're not? Uh, sorry. Okay, hold on a second. Listeners, 
so like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, let us let us know how you're doing. By the way, we'd like to know uh, what you're thinking. We've had one request to develop the hero's journey a little and bit. I want to do that, dear listener. We we promise to get to that eventually. It's a big topic, Someday. and we would like to do. I would like to do it justice and and spend a little time, kind of dig, digging deeper and refreshing my old. We need, college education. <laughs> we need more feedback from you guys. So please, either either through the back channels that you're aware of or through the website, mindvirus.show, let us know what you think and what you want to talk about or what you want us to talk about. Uh, we may actually quote you in the episode and give you a funky name like Gronk or, or Copernicus Edmund. or Edmund. But uh, now that we've thoroughly lost our chance, I was going to propose a business idea to you, which is because you're absolutely right, we could take YouTube content and just aggregate it and then give out credentials, like make make some tests. So like, say you want to learn about Puma shoes in Russia, we could have a degree for that. <laughs> and you would need to go through the, the curriculum, which we would just link to, it's kind of like, you know, how Drudge Report does or Zero Hedge, just link to stuff. Yeah. But then we would test people on it and then... Um, we would be the credentialing organization. They could get so, like a, what would we call it? Like a, uh, it would be the uh, Flood Bruno degree, or uh, uh, they'd, they'd become a, a degreed professional in the Flood Bruno school of YouTube. So instead of like PhD, it could be like, uh, it would be a THC. A <laughs> <laughs> that's That's the main. <laughs> Active chemical uh, in marijuana, if you or uh, cannabis, if you were to wear, or a BHD, like a Bruno, a Bruno. Uh, well, PhD is short is for, do- for Doctorate of Philosophy, isn't it? Or philosophy? Let, let me ask Google what PhD <clears throat> means. See, you know, it's funny. We're a little bit like Catherine Austin. Doctor Pitts. of Philosophy. We P the the H is a small H, so it's a PH right. philosophy doctor. So it well, that's that's it's, not fair because that's what we're, our whole show is about philosophy. So they took. Ph- I feel like every time we Google something, it's like when Catherine Austin Fitz wrote her got her check from. Oh yeah, because I'm Citibank googling it or, or Chase Bank. Well, even if you you can duck duck <laughs> go it, but we're so dependent on yeah the the on this big on the bigs the big tech the big pharma yeah. the big. Government. What's better than a doctor? President of wizard? philosophy. How about wizard? Wizard of philosophy. President of philosophy. I think we. I think Magus we do of philosophy. <laughs> you want to really trigger people? We could have wizard, grand wizard, <laughs> grand octopus <laughs> of grand, philosophy. What's the? What's you're, the, now? You're getting to the KKK yeah, stuff. Yeah. What's the KKK? Okay. Stuff so the, the something. Of, there's something better than a doctor. A level. Level 39... 33. Level 33 Grand Wizard. Of philosophy. Of philosophical So musings. that would be... You're, you're, you, would, you could tell people, instead of being a PhD, you were an L33WPH. <laughs> or a PHL33W. <laughs> not a PhD. You but know, you I, have to go. You have to pay us a significant <laughs> amount of money, then watch all the YouTube content we have that recommended... That we didn't create. That we didn't create... And then you'll have to take the test, which we will create. And if I, the more money you pay, the, the easier the test will be. If pl- please give us some feedback on this, because if we can get uh, at least ten signups to commit, I think this is a worthy endeavor. Okay. I really like the idea of coming up with a test. 
I think that'd be really fun. <laughs> okay. YouTube, YouTube tests. Uh, I had a friend in high school who had an 88 question test on the karate kid the original karate kid movie oh. and he would pass that around to people at school and give prizes for people who who got good scores people on would it. pay for this well okay it so, was a really hard test okay so anyway getting out of our tangent which is now spread like an hour and a half uh you were talking about people uh going out spring is upon us they're they're now not worrying about the above average seasonal illness that we've just experienced that wrecked our entire society because of the state yeah, the, people because of the godless state which are coming presumes out of to this be god shock i think right they're coming out of the shock and you, you and this you this is a natural that, right this is a natural phenomenon that occurs every year and this is one thing i wanted to talk about and i'm glad we're getting to it I'm, i appreciate and thank you for bringing this full circle because in the ancient world in many societies it wasn't the um the solstice in winter that marked the new year, it was the spring equinox. See, the new year, uh, or sorry, the winter solstice was a time to mark the victory of the God of light, the great God of light, um, Jesus Christ, if you will, over death, over darkness. And so that's when... Because the solstice... Go ahead. The winter solstice is when every day after that, there's more light. Right, yeah, you're, you're you're in a... cycle of decreasing light days that get shorter and shorter and shorter right up until the solstice and then all of a sudden light overcomes darkness and so it's it commemorates the great victory of light over dark and the romans called it sol invictus for that reason and the uh, christianity ended up associating the birth of christ with the solstice incorrectly but it's a good time to celebrate celebrate christ's birth most christmas time you mean yeah christmas time yeah, it's a, it's a great time. It's a great, all, all of these periods, except for the summer solstice. So the th- there are three of the four cross, or three of the four quarters. Uh, I think we might've mentioned this before. There's a, a cycle that we've sort of abandoned in our modern world, and that is the wheel of the seasons. And you have the quarters and the cross quarters. You have uh, essentially eight different festival days or periods every year and that that are that is the solstices and the equinoxes and then the periods in between and we are our american holidays roughly approximate that but you'd have uh like the celts the celtic feasts you can look up the celtic festival um days and they they will tell you the names of some of these uh, feast days the 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 names differ from the and, and the subject matter somewhat differs from ancient festivals, but in the ancient world, they would se- celebrate these eight times of the year. And if you want to learn more about this, there's a great website, archaeoastronomy.com, that has um, a, a really cool graphic that shows you where the sun is or where the earth is relative to the sun and at what point we're at in the uh, in the year cycle. So you'd start off... Well, you'd start off with the spring equinox because in a lot of the ancient cultures, it was the that was the time of new beginnings when the when the light finally exceeded the the level of darkness. And so we know that we call the equinox the equinox because the the days are uh, of the day and the night is of equal uh, time. And this this website's ahead. amazing. I haven't seen a website like this since 1998. 
It's really cool. Like it's we the, just don't the, make websites like this. This anymore. old school design and everything is amazing. And then you like the graphic? Yeah. Okay, so we'll link to this. You guys don't have to spell out archaeoastronomy. We'll we'll actually spell it for you on the website. And one quick little side note on this stuff is this this kind of whole genre or way of thinking it's kind of been stereotyped in our modern age pagan pa- yeah pagan and sort of or, new agey new and, agey yeah and yet this is the way it was this is what the way it was at the time of christ except the the jews had morphed their solar calendar into a lunar calendar so they were celebrating it at the wrong times but and yet we all participate in these rituals even still like like for example uh, so you've got Christmas right around the time of the winter solstice. You get Groundhog's Day is celebrated um, at the time of Imbolc, which is the, Kel- the Celtic feast. You'll see on the archaeoastronomy.com website that they've got th- uh, four of the Celtic feasts listed for the cross quarters. That's a movie we need to, to do a dive on. Imbolc? Groundhog's Day. Oh, Groundhog's, Groundhog's Day. Day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was going to say, I haven't heard of the movie Imbolc. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. But, but yeah, we, we, we sort of, stereotype these things into being kind of weird or uh unorthodox but they're part of the natural cycle but we we all participate in this every year how many of you out there do a spring cleaning right that's that 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 simple act of spring cleaning evolves from this tradition right. and bobby bobby pointed it out when he's talking about these people at the park and in the, in the in his circle that he's he's been talking to everybody's thinking of new beginnings you do you do your um this 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 podcast is an invitation to 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 begin your new beginnings right now because we're coming up on the equinox on saturday on the 20th and so think of it as a new beginning it really is the time of new beginnings when when the weather's getting better. We're getting out of the season of Febru- February. By the way, February comes from the Latin through French, février. Uh, it's related to fevers because your your immune system is down because you haven't had as much sun, especially in northern climates. And so it was a month of purification. And um, you don't feel as good. And then when you start to feel better because the sun is overcoming darkness in a more significant way, and we we derive a lot of benefit from the sun. There, there's trust the science, Bobby. Here, when I tell you this, if you're a science believer, you would believe that vitamin I, D vitamin D is critical. I am, and it comes from the sun. I have been told that I am part of the science denying contingency. So you don't believe in vitamin D or the sun? No, I take vitamin D every day. I actually really do. A couple okay. years ago, I went to the doctor. Uh-huh. I wasn't feeling, I wasn't feeling bad, but I could. Again, I, I think I'm pretty in tune with my with my body. I try to stay in good shape, and mm-hmm. I don't always eat very 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 well. But I like pie. Anyway, I I, I just kind of thought, you know, what? I'm going to have some routine blood tests done because why not? I'm getting older. Okay. And that's a, see, that's I'm afraid of trying to do that because then they're going to tell you something's wrong. Well, I wouldn't do it now because they would have they would make me quarantine for 54 days before I got my test or anything. Oh, okay. Anyway, I got some routine blood tests where they do a, they screen for a bunch of stuff and they all came back great. They said you look great except your vitamin D levels aren't low. Your vitamin D levels are non-existent. I like had no it was really weird because I spent a lot of time in the sun and I said I get outside a lot. And they said, yeah, you absorb vitamin D for a few minutes out in the sun, and that's it. You and, must live in the sun. And vitamin D, I guess, is a, is a really hard vitamin for your body to absorb. So he just said, 
go get some vitamin D supplements. Supplements, and they're super cheap. You can get them anywhere. Now I just have them auto deliver from the company that's from which a multi- shall not be named from a multinational company which is controlling the world. That is the controlling governments whose around the owner world. Owner also owns the Washington Post, who just had a massive retraction on a massive lie about the Georgia uh, misquoting Donald Trump or in a in a election. phone call. Okay. Anyway. We're, are we going to talk but, about that? Let's talk no, about new beginnings. Yeah, let's let's move on from there. Okay. But so I've been on vitamin D regularly for since then, and I haven't ever been retested. But vitamin vitamin D is is huge for our our, our bodies. It's a huge immune booster, a booster, and it's cheap and it's it's everywhere. And estimates are that. Majority of American adults are in deficient. have deficiencies. Want to know why they're deficient? Because they're modern day cave dwellers, and um, stay home, stay safe. I won't comment on your shirt. Um, <laughs> the, we glorify the modern day cave dwellers. We we don't get outside and get very much vitamin D anymore. So why are we sick all the time? Because we go to the doctor. Well, we we live our lives. I think I have a, a skewed view or sample size because I like to be outside a lot. And so most of my friends also like to be outside a lot, but we're not the normal people. The normal people go to work in an office and then they come home and they sit in a home office and they watch their TV or their computer. And trust me, I spend a lot of time on my home office and in the computer. Right, We're commenting on ourselves here. We spend, but I think, and this is starting to come out, and I'm seeing this on Twitter and other things, that this whole idea that stay home, save lives might have killed more people than than a virus ever could. Right, because remember, we were just on the cusp of coming out last year. It was right before the equinox, okay, right. last year, where they said, be afraid, stay inside, do not come out and and commune with the sun, the great symbol of the great God. I mean, deny yourselves, deny light, yourself vitamin literal C. light. So it's not, it's not just vi- vitamin D. It's not just vitamin D. I think there's energy literally we get from it. Absolutely. It's, it's revivifying or who, vivifying. Who doesn't feel a sense of energy and relief when that, I, I, I always look forward. I call it the weather turns and, and here in, in our intermountain climate, it turns like seven different times, right? We have a 70 degree day and then a snowstorm. Yeah. Like we did this last week, but so literally every, last- that, 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 that moment where it's like winter is officially behind you and you know, the clocks change like they did this week. Right. There's songs, there's symphonies about it. But, but not only did that stay home, save lives, lie, deny us life-giving light and energy, it also kept sick people home who didn't go and get treatment and ended up dying. Double whammy. From things that could have been fixed. But see, it was right. So your body needs this. We need to go through that, that seasonal cycle. And so right when we were getting to that point, they said, be afraid, stay inside, lock your doors, turn off your lights, listen only tune into the only tune into the television, and it created a great deal of fear amongst people. And think, so, therefore, it's they're complicit in the death. I don't think that was a coincidence because the SARS-CoV-2 was already being talked about in the first week of January, and they could have told us to be afraid. They could then. have told us then 
that we needed to lock down. It wasn't until March 13th, March 11th, right in that week, that solstice This week time. of last year. Look at, look around you outside. Look at how the season's changing. It was right then when the NBA and everybody and every other multinational corporation started to say the sky was falling. And all of the... So two things happened, and, and I, I want to be on the record. I'm on the written private record between Jordan and I on email a year ago because the first thing... It, and I'm not saying this because I want to be right, but I'm saying I'm gonna, this. You, I'll toot your horn. I'm, I got an email from him right about this time where he said something like, what the? F-? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing that struck me right away was that right at this time that people are coming out of the winter. Hibernation. Funk, the, the hibernation, which... Seasonal depression is a real thing. People suffer from that. And, and those types of people who suffer from that need this light even more. But we all need it. I think we all kind of get the winter blues now oh, yeah. and again. Spring fever. That's what they call it. But So not only did they deny millions, if not billions of people, that light. And even if the people still were going outside. <clears throat> like, I kept going outside at this time. I kept playing <clears throat> I kept playing in the mountains and riding my bicycle and but there was still a there was a spiritual drain drain there was a malaise that I still think is hanging over us like a cloud cover not only did they do that but they at the same time denied us all of our support networks and this was the thing that stood out to me the most right off the bat was that they took away our church they took away our all of our communal experiences, church, sports, movies, um, right. And when you say they, social groups, when you say they, these these titans of industry and titans of church, global churches, they they were essentially engaged in a cartel, a cartel like activity. They simultaneously shut down. Right. So whether they were all overtly coordinating or just implicitly got the got the word out from the you know, the, the, the message from the higher ups was follow our lead. Right. We, we don't really know. It doesn't matter. They all did it, the same thing. It all thing. happened in our social networks. And I, I feel, I wish we could reclaim that term because that's been ruined by the social networks. Yeah. But all our social networks, our social support systems were eliminated, were taken away from us. And our, our, sp- a lot of our spring rituals like playing outside, cleaning up, cleaning up, or uh, going to a baseball game, or seeing walking, summer blockbuster movies, you watching know? watching the March Madness tournament oh, in the a March crowded Madness tournament in a crowded bar, which is coming back. I think they're doing the NBA bubble style. They're all it's all going to happen at the same facility. See, I, but I, our family, all of these things were taken away from us. Yeah. That is not coincidental. The timing of it, the things that were taken versus the things that were allowed to stay open, like the big box stores and the liquor stores and the fast food joints, all of these things. See, here we're supposedly having this health crisis, a health crisis where we now know was especially bad for people who are obese or already sick somehow or super old or in a nursing home somehow forced they, into a nursing home by a, a Cuomo member, a member of the Cuomo family. Right. 
and then he covered it up. 40, 40 plus percent of the deaths occurred in nursing homes. That is a huge 40%, over 40%, somewhere between 40 and 50% of the deaths occurred in nursing homes. I'm beating, I'm going to beat the table again. Remember that stat. Here in Utah, more than 90% of the deaths, deaths attributed were in high-risk patients, which the state defines as over 65 and with one or more comorbidities, pre-existing conditions. Yeah. So but, my favorite meme was the one where you had a picture of the guy on the beach with his surfboard with two sheriff's officers escorting him off, and the speech bubble says, Sir, what are you doing here? Why aren't you with all the other people at Walmart? Right. Walmart's, uh, Costco... Home Depot, all the big companies, these big box stores never missed a day of business. And, and they, actually they didn't require masks until late summer. They, and they made money hand over fist. And somehow we're supposed, we're told that every, every common, every well-known public health policy was turned on its head. And we were all told to do things that hurt us in order to keep us safe. And the timing of it is not coincidental. They took away our spring rituals. They took away our rebirth. Right, and let's let's be clear. And I want to talk about rebirth, but I have a close personal acquaintance. I won't out this person, but they worked at Costco in, in the fall of last year and... Um, explained to me that the this the chemical substance they were sanitizing the carts with was destroying the plastic on the carts and so therefore they decided to stop that and just wiped down the carts with a dry rag which means they made an administrative decision not to spray their carts anymore so they didn't have to buy new carts and just make a show of the fact that they were sanitizing the carts. So if you've been to Costco, you need to know you didn't have a sanitized cart. You had a cart that was that someone pretended to sanitize so that you would feel better while they shouted at you to wear masks and that vaccinations were safe and that you needed to wash your hands. This is a this is a massive charade, a massive uh, fraud. Not it's not a hoax. It's a fraud. Okay, and uh, and a lie. Anyway, I'm rant. I'm yelling well, again. Is it making look, your heart rate go up? Not yet. Okay. But if I had an Apple Watch, <laughs> but I want Apple to be able to track me in multiple ways. Okay. And I want it to. I want Apple to know my heart rate and my blood pressure and my sleep patterns. If I had a watch, they would probably have a. That's, they would probably send a specialist out, and they would say, "Mr. Bruno, we are concerned about your health." <laughs> Well, because I, your watch, more than any other watch, <laughs> has been sending in stats. I do it so I can get good personalized ads wherever I go. Oh, good. You know what? That reminds me of another short story slash movie we need to Minority analyze. Report? Minority Report yeah. by Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Okay, um, Rebirth. We, we've kind of, I mentioned this earlier, we sort of dismiss the idea of ritual and being a ritualistic society but we we are you all have your rituals and last year our normal spring and summer rituals were stolen from us and replaced with rituals imposed upon us like wearing a mask wearing a mask is a 
religious ritual. It has become that. Right. It is a vestment of the faithful. Stay home, stay safe has become a ritual. Stay home, save lives is is a is this 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 just suppress that what's happened is we've been suppressed into not being the people that we're meant to be. Well, just, it's worse than that. Just human nature. Yeah, it is worse. They've stolen our human nature. Which, well, it's not just that. They've involved us in a dark occult ritual right. to their gods, and that's, what, that's part of what the masks are. But like we, we have rituals. Like you, You'll go through your rituals every day. You wake up at a certain time. You, you roll out of bed. You put on your socks, or you say your prayers, or you brush your teeth, or whatever. You go, you go through this. You look at your lives. You look, look at how repetitive they are and the types of rituals you engage in and what, what you worship when you consume media because we all worship that we all consume it worship is better stated as focus okay it's not uh, we've we've morphed the idea of worship in the modern world into some sort of a pious thing I'm, i'm putting my hands together as if i'm praying like that somehow if i were to walk up to um bobby kneel down in front of him raise my hands to him and say i worship you bobby that somehow that's actually worship no because it would be a joke and i'd walk away and i wouldn't come back every five minutes and worship him like that but if if you come back every five minutes to twitter bobby then you're worshiping twitter because it's it's dominating your life and so there's this issue in the modern world where we we don't recognize the sacred for the profane we have all of this profane stuff going on we we don't we we don't care anymore about the the true divine influences in our lives like the like the the sun on the solstice or on the equinox or the we we don't make anything sacred anymore we make it all profane so what they've done with their ritual of the masks is is made what to us appears to be profane and innocuous uh, a sacred ritual to their gods and the vaccine is a is a sacrament essentially for them that you're going to pay homage to and focus on their gods and many people many people uh, were focused on the vaccine as if it were some sort of a pilgrimage or a, a cathartic um, yeah. manifestation in their lives that they I, had to get past before they could move on to the next section of their there life. There was a there was a a tweet I saw. There's my. My admission. I, I will openly admit that you are a Twitter Twitter worshiper. Well, and, and these little devices that we hold in our hands have become uh, every time. Just just look around, and I'm super guilty of this. If there's any moment of mental or or physical idleness in our lives. What do we do? We we look at these things. We look at just to see if there's something happening. You know, I see people in their cars at stoplights looking at. It. I see people in their cars driving looking at this. It was a real eye opener about ten years ago when I bought a pickup truck for the first time. And you could see down in the cars. And I could see everyone around me, and it, I saw a person uh, changing their shirt once while driving. <laughs> and I just yeah. thought that's not safe. I see women doing makeup. I see people reading newspapers and books, and of yeah. course the phones are everywhere. Yeah. But the, this person on Twitter, she she put on a very nice formal gown and she says, I've got the sequins out for vaccination day. This is the highlight of my year. I just (laughs) thought, what? Holy cow. What? But you're right. And this, I would say the vaccine goes farther than just a sacrament. I would say it's, it's akin to a covenant. It's, it's people. That's pretty serious. It's it's it is, it, it, and the way it's being talked about. I saw an amazing image that I've saved and I share often, and we'll link it on our website. That I saw this early on 
you know, last spring. And it shows a huge TV, just like the one behind Jordan right now, <laughs> ironically enough. A huge TV, and it's on the wall, and on the screen it says, stay home, stay scared, or something like that. And at the floor is a man in, like, choir robes or, uh, you know, kind of religious priest-type robes with a mask on, and he's kneeling, and he has his hands together, and he's he's praying or worshiping the, the TV. And I thought it was a great image. It's a really, and it's a drawn image, right? It's a cartoon. Right. It's a great image that sums up where we are as a society. And then, and then a few months later, and we've, I think we've shared this image before, I saw the real life version of it with hundreds of people staring at a screen. You could see the blue glow of the screen and they're all wearing masks. And in the background, it has Joe Biden and it says, America has decided... We, we are literally worshiping these screens and the people on the screens, which are media and politicians and doctors, and, and, and that's being very controlled. And actual godly worship is being stolen from us, even by the religions. The churches themselves are not providing that. They're telling us to... Stay home and stay safe. Defer to the government. Yeah, get your jab. Stay home, stay safe. Get your vaccine. Get the vaccine. Wear your mask. Don't endanger people. Be afraid. Stand farther apart. Don't shake hands. And to me, that is an inversion. Again, one of our favorite themes. That is an inversion of actual religion, especially Christian religion, because we know Christ during his mortal life, his earthly ministry, he made a point of going to the sick and the afflicted and the unorthodox and the socially cast out. He went to all of those people that today we are told need to be canceled and dismissed and ignored. The people he ignored were the religious hierarchy of the day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. He condemned them. He didn't go and, and preach to them. He preached in defiance of them. He broke their laws. He broke the laws of the state. Anyway, so our we are witnessing a, a, an inversion of actual religion. It's being replaced with the religion of state, the religion of even worse, you know, depending on how far you want to take this. Media I, group. I think. I think it's a demonic religion. I oh, think yeah. it's a Satan worship. If you really the want God to say of this, that. The God of this world. It's the hard God. to say those words without being cast off as a, as a nut. Oh, Satan worship. Yeah, okay. Right, because that <laughs> then people think of dark uh, rituals and, you know, strange, strangely adorned people engaging in in ceremony but which we have that's that's again that's there's ceremony there's ceremonial ritual and worship but there's also your daily focus you know every time right. you look at your your screen remember the princess bride when he says i've just sucked one year of your life away right you know i mean i know that's it's not quite directly um but related, but it should be it related. I hope. It, it, I hope in your mind you'll remember that. You're getting, is, your life though. is getting sucked away when you look at, when you give your attention and your life force to Twitter. You are enriching their bottom line. Uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Jack Dorsey. Mm-hmm. You are making him wealthy when you play on Twitter and when you use PayPal and when you use PayPal. Well, I was, I was 
thoroughly weaned off of social media before I got sucked back in on coronavirus, coronavirus, Twitter. And there's been some good and some bad from that. But well, you also kind of need to know what's going on. You want to get a I, I get, but you know, there's there's this there. But it is it does steal your energy, especially when you I think Facebook is worse because Facebook allows you to rant for 200,000 words if you want to or however you can write blog posts and you can get into these long back and forth arguments. You can kind of do that on Twitter, but Twitter limits you to to. 240 characters so you have to be succinct which as a writer i think it's a great exercise to learn how to be succinct but there is an energy and it's a negative energy social media has been a net negative on us especially our spirit we could really talk about how it's destroyed our society because it has it has yeah and there's studies there's some studies that show how it's there's a correlation between uh especially with adolescent girls, young teenage girls, it's been horrible for, but yeah, but just in the last five years, look at what's happened in the last five years that social media has made its rise, right? We're wrecked. So I've, I've spoken with a few people who aren't necessarily like Jordan and I, when we, we tend to try to see symbolism and purpose and everything, but just regular people who live normal lives and don't st- stay up night wondering about the significance of Hugh Nibley's 1958 essay about something and Spencer Cox's God complex. Right. But, well, I, yeah, but, I don't, I don't want to be rude to people, but you have to ask yourself, are you living in a sacred life or a profane life? What do you, what do you care about? Right. And there's people, just regular people, good people, honest people who are saying things like over the last year, I have, I haven't felt good. There's a strange energy. There's, there's a, people say that it's like there's a, a dark cloud hanging over the world. And yeah, there is. There is. There is. And it's been deliberately put there. It's like Bill Gates wants to pump stuff into the air to block the sun. Well, they've done that. They've done that metaphorically and spiritually. They've, they're blocking or trying to right. and block then there's the chem light. Trail, the whole chemtrails thing. I mean, let's, let's not get into that. It's hard to prove, but... It's a possibility. But spiritual spiritual and emotional and intellectual light is being blocked. Right. If you think the only light that matters is the light from the sun, and that that's the only thing that you... If you think the only thing that matters is the light you can see, because when you really get into the quote-unquote science of it, I now, now every time we say science, we have to check ourselves. But right. when you look Capital at... Capital S. Yeah. When you look at it, the, the visible spectrum is just a sliver of what type of energy is out there. And light is a, not just a metaphor, but it is the energy by which uh, knowledge and power is received. And the Egyptians had some interesting uh, takes on this. They would sometimes draw the, the sun uh, with little rays of light with helping hands at the end. These hands, mm-hmm. it's like the ray, the the sun had a uh, light that did something more than just uh, distill upon you. It, it distilled upon your soul. It, it gave you power and energy. And so the little helping hand light rays are a really good visual depiction of what shows up in the New Testament called, uh, and it's called pneumatos hagios. Pneumatos meaning spirit and hagios meaning holy. So the Holy Spirit, the light energy from God, 
that is like the little rays of light with hands on them. It does something. It does something more. So we, we, we only, we often in our profane walk, when we're just walking around being profane beings, we don't recognize the power and light and energy and godliness in, in the world around us that's trying to get through to us. And we, we miss out on it because we think that we see everything and we don't see everything. We, we hardly see a fraction of what there is out there. Well, who, who among us hasn't lived through a horrible night for whatever reason, had a rough night and not been, not felt energized and relieved at the coming of the sunrise? That's not, that's not coincidental. That's a real, and it's not a coincid- real thing. And it's not coincidental that, you, that people enjoy spring, that they, they're enlivened by the change of the seasons. And the, when the seasons change into spring, it's a, it's a particularly special time of year because you're getting more and more light and you're getting more and more energy and you, you go out and do things. People take vacations in the summer. We get rid of... Well, in, in springtime and early summer are when animals are born, you know, in the natural world. The, it's when sheep have lambs. It's a common and, phenomenon, yeah. You know, and, and we can kind of control that nowadays, but in the in natural world, you know, deer, deer and elk have their their fawns in June usually is when they're born. And so it's this, this whole season of rebirth that leads into the time of plenty, the summertime, you know, I've watched, I've watched elk, young elk calves box like, like humans. They stand mm-hmm. up on their hind legs and they and they play. I've seen them play, and it's this time of plenty going into the summer, where they get strong and they feed, all in preparation to survive the winter. And humans aren't really any different. We do all of these fun and productive things during the spring and summer. In, in the, you know, the old days, I guess, we would also, that was a time of growing, you know, planting in the spring yeah. and harvesting in the fall. And you, you've got to lay up store for the winter, for the, for this, for the dark times. And you also, it was also a time in the fall, at the fall uh, equinox, when you would invoke protection against the dark season. And, and so when our society was more agrarian, these things hit home a lot more deeply and more poignantly because it was part of that obvious cycle of life. But don't, don't get me wrong here. See, a lot of people in the modern world, we think we're past that. We think we're too smart. We're too it. smart for that. And we don't need it. And there, that was just what ancient societies did. They, they talked about their gods in these terms and the light and the darkness cycles relative to the spiritual battle between good and evil. They talked about it in these terms because it described their natural world. And it was an explanation for the seasons. What if that's backwards? What if the seasonality of it is a metaphor that is supposed to help us reach out spiritually to get in touch with God, with the gods, with, again, I, I like the Christian paradigm. I think that uh, there is a true God, but it doesn't mean that you have to call him by my name. So if any listeners have ever heard me say the gods, it's not don't get me wrong. I am polytheistic, but I'm polytheistic in the sense that Joseph Smith was polytheistic. Sure. Okay. The, the Jews, 
the Jews apostatized from the ancient Hebrew religion and they combined all the gods into one God that they called Yahweh and they made him this amorphous, unknowable God and don't even say his name. And then they focused everything on their prosperity gospel that if you're just good here, God will make you wealthy and happy. And rather than recognizing the journey that your soul is on to become a glorious, godly being like, quote, the gods. So... For the listeners out there, that's what I think, and there's a lot more to say on that subject, but what if our cyclical, seasonal world and the, the natural world around us is an evidence of the system we're caught up in, of the war between dark and light, rather than just an explanation of the seasons? What if, what, what if the religious ritual was meant to bring our thoughts higher and our spirits higher to transcend this mortal finite experience and embark upon the cosmic divine uh, existence that we're supposed to get back to. Because, I mean, we, we all, all life here is in entropy. We, we're going to die. And it's going to be the end of the mortal body. And Not if, if this you is, wear a mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not if you wear a mask. Well, well, if you get vaccinated, you'll be safe the, and you'll be effective. <laughs> so the Utah, Utah coronavirus response propagandists said that, quote, masks eliminate all risk. All risk are eliminated. Okay. Sorry. Well, <laughs> no, you, but I just, to, to finish the thought, I think it's important. I mean, are, are we, are we, um, just animals that were born for this world or is there something better about you is the totality of existence just what you can see and what you can physically observe or is there more to it i think our most of our listeners are sitting out there going well of course there's more to it that's why we listen to your podcast because we love wisdom we love sophia philosophia we love the idea of higher knowledge and that's Wait, say, say that again. Say philo, we love ph wisdom. Philo what? Philosophia. Okay. Philosophy. Philosophy. That's where that comes from. That's where that comes from. Exactly. Love of wisdom. Love of wisdom. And wisdom, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God who gives to all men liberally and does not reproach or or disparage you for asking. I also think everyone should ask themselves. And, and God, but ask yourself first if the last, if what you see and what you feel happening sits right with your inner self, with your spiritual self. Is there a, I've, I've spoken with people, I've experienced this over the last year especially, there is a disconnect between what we, what our spirits crave and what the world is forcing and foisting upon us. There, there's a disconnect. And so we have to figure out what is causing that and how to reconnect with the, the forces of the cosmos that make us feel better and, to, and, that, and that close that gap. Because there is. There is a gap. I mean, we're mortal beings in a fallen world. And we're supposed to be divine beings in an enlightened world. The forces of this world are blocking our connection. They are literally, figuratively, literally, figuratively, 
Yeah, is there anything I think figurative? it's both, actually. Is it, is it even they figurative? Are, they are denying you light. And there's people in like all the senses. Bill Gates who in want to actually darken the skies. Yeah, but in all the ways, they're but denying the, you light. Yes, the most important ways, they are denying you the light of enlightenment, knowledge. Truth. Truth. They're denying you this. The nice thing is that they can cancel everything on the internet. They can cancel the internet. They can cancel and burn books. You have you have a direct channel with the source of all light. All of us do. We have that. We are spiritual divine beings. We can go directly to the source. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. So we encourage you all to do that because we all lack wisdom. We all need God to give us light and truth liberally. Right. Now more than ever. Now, right. Now more than ever. And you know, this, this criminal syndicate, this, this co- combination of evil men who, is at, who are attempting to uh, control the world, don't get us wrong. We think it's a messy, um, disjointed type of a, an endeavor. And that the, the idea that Satan doth not uphold his own rings true. It doesn't, it doesn't mean they're all in sync. It doesn't mean it's going to go perfectly. I think they're going to cr- cause, through their hubris, I think, we talked about this, we're going to see the juxtaposition of the hubris of mankind and the and the chaos that ensues because of that, juxtaposed against the acts of God, uh, the elements, the earthquakes, the the light that pours out upon certain people as they step aside or try to sidestep that uh, calamity that's coming. I think I think we're going to see that, and I think that. This uh, combination of men doesn't have to be coordinated uh, in any really physical way. I'm sure they are coordinated in a lot of physical ways, but they're being influenced by forces of darkness. I don't. I'm not ashamed to say that I believe in God, and I believe that the devil has fallen from the heavens. The there must have been an angel fallen from the heavens to quote the Book of Mormon, chapter two of Second Nephi. Lehi supposes there must have been an angel that fell from the heavens that caused this conflagration down here, and he and the his his uh, cohorts, the fallen watchers, the, the, those that were supposed to take care of this world that co-opted it and mutinied and took it over, they are sucking the, not just the physical life out of us, but the spiritual life out of us and deny us our memory of who we really are. And we must commune with God. We must get back in touch with the light. We need an at-one-ment a reunification, a reconciliation, so that we can conquer evil. Well, I hope uh, I hope that we can all during this this time of rebirth and spring and longer, brighter, warmer days that we can reclaim our humanity. That's something I've been, you know, pounding the table on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday's but a special day. Take Saturday's a special day, the 20th of March. If if you're listening to this, commemorate it in some way. Try to, you know, we as Christians, we often get hung up on the 7-day cycle of the week and the Sunday or whatever. This particular week, Saturday, the spring equinox is a very very important day. I hope that you'll remember that every year. And start We've said this all along. Start acting like this is all over. This this pandemic, this scamdemic, this 
because as soon as you start reclaiming y- yourself and retaking back your your life and you know showing your face in public with a big smile that will that will be contagious that will be a new contagion that spreads that we don't want to slow the spread of that right so don't stay home but get out get outside be with people, hug people, shake hands. I've been, I've, I've had people shaking my hands recently. It's people are coming yeah. out of this, this haze, and flout the propaganda. When they say safe and effective, that means stay under control. There's a wonderful line from the movie Braveheart, where William Wallace is talking to uh, his love interest. I forget her name, the princess. And uh, she's, she's like, you're going to die. We got we to gotta figure out how to make it so you can live. And he says to her, every man dies, but not every man really lives. I like the accent. That is huge. It is. Where are those men and women in today's world? Everybody's going to die. And that's what the devil has on us, is the world of death. I thought you were going to say the great line is when he yells, freedom. <laughs> that's what yeah. everyone knows. But yeah. right, those, that sentiment is being taken away from us by these oppressive people and forces that that life now only consists of avoiding death that's never avoiding death is no way to live right that's a horrible way to live and the last year has proven that if it hasn't proven that for you then you can stay home and stay safe until you figure it out but i hope You've already figured that out. This has been an awful year. Everyone was saying at the end of the year in December around the the new year, the only thing you saw from people was, man, good thing 2020 is over. What a terrible year. Well, why was it a terrible year? Because we allowed it to be a terrible year. Because we gave away our sovereignty and our humanity, and now we've got to take it back. And it's going to be... And now is the perfect time. Now, Right now, this time of year is the perfect time for it to end. It's the appropriate time for it to end. Ritually, uh, naturally, now it's over. It is over. And it's time for new beginnings. Well, I think we've gone on long enough for today. Congratulations if you've listened this far. We love you. Thanks for listening. We hope it's impactful to you and that you'll spread the word. And if you, if you not spreading the podcast, spread the ideas. Spread the ideas of truth and light and life. Yeah, we, we appreciate you guys. Take off your mask and smile. Smile at strangers. Shake their hands. Open doors for them. Pat them on the back. And go hug your mom and dad and your grandma and your grandpa and your kids. Mm-hmm. Stop, per, stop thinking that you are a danger to them and that they are a danger to you. That is the big lie. And it is the it is the crux of all of this stuff that we've been talking about. But we have power over it. And now, like Jordan said, is the perfect time. So at, with the coming warmer days, longer days, and the more physical and sunlight that we get, be a source of spiritual mm-hmm. light as well. And have a great equinox. Have a great uh, a week this week as you contemplate and ponder upon your own divine nature and uh, the potential of mankind if we could but see it. Like, comment, subscribe, support us on Patreon. (laughs) Patreon. But until next time, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. 
are signing off. Bye.